When it goes away Don't act like you didn't know The things that we rely on That you never understood They were never really ours Just out on loan Hey, thanks for popping in. You're listening to I'm Not Okay, I podcast. I'm Stormy. I'm Elena. Playing us in was the song Spoiled Rotten by Jack O'Shea. You might know him from a little band called Bayside. And this is the title track from an upcoming compilation album spearheaded by the band Loser Parade in a fundraising effort for the Marshall Project and Campaign Zero. So we'll be talking to their vocalist, Andrew, today about this project. But before we do that, I actually wanted to talk to you about something, Stormy. Okay. Because I finally went ahead and listened to that MGK album. Yes. I'll say it got better for me. Side question. Yes. Did you listen to the original album or the special album? Which one's the special album? He dropped another and it has extra. What's the extra? The extra is more songs. There's videos. It's called Sold Out. Well, which songs were on the extra? Uh, Body Bag, Hangover Cure, Split a Pill, Can't Look Back. And then he had the um, Misery Business cover that he did with Travis Barker. Okay, so that's 1000% the one that I listened to because I wanted to talk to you about that Misery Business cover. Yeah. Because, okay, so like, Granted, they did a really good job at it. Yeah. But given the fact that Haley Williams has publicly denounced that song and like won't play it live anymore, do you think that's an appropriate song to cover by anyone? It's a classic. I don't think it really matters, honestly. You think? I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I don't... Listening to the line that she's got a problem with just like upset me. I, I don't... What line? Once a whore, nothing more. Okay. And so I think like hearing that sung by a dude just really rubbed me the wrong way. But that might just be me. Wanted to get your take on it. Here's the thing. (sighs) There are problematic songs all over the place. If that is that problematic for you, just don't listen to it. Yeah. It's kind of my same thing with um, Baby It's Cold Outside because it seems a little rapey to people now, whereas... Then it was supposed to be like playful as in like all she's doing is saying things that you normally say when you should leave somewhere, but you don't want to. Right. And so like that's the whole joke behind the song. That's how it was intended. But now today we don't do that. If we say no, we mean we're leaving. And like, I think I I think that's I, I, I don't know. I think obviously that was problematic then, too. And we just didn't realize so there's a difference there, I guess. Not, not, okay, I got mixed up. So I don't think that, obviously, if someone talked to a woman the way that he talks to her in Baby It's Cold Outside now, it would be an issue. But then it was like they were teasing and flirting. Like, that is the idea. Oh, no, it definitely wasn't intended the way that people criticize it for. Yes. However, I guess technically... Misery business was intended that way. So here's the thing that makes me feel icky about it, because it's not the song that offends me. There there are plenty of songs that I love that are worse. And like, I grant, I just don't think it's that bad relative to a lot of music that's out there. But I think what made me feel icky was the fact that Haley herself doesn't like the song anymore. And like, she's spoken out about it. I don't know. I and I love Haley Williams. So I say this with all intents and purposes of I love her and I think that she is amazing and she's very talented and she's a very great person. But I also 
And it's the same way that like MCR, when they talk about their music and how they don't want to be emo or whatever, like they used to, it's like, you don't really get to say in that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you know, it's like, you, I mean, obviously she cannot, she cannot play the song. She cannot like it, but it is still an emo classic. That's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I just, I kind of feel like if you were going to pay tribute to a band, why not, you know, use a song that they don't uh, have a personal issue with? I don't know. Does that make sense? I mean, I get it. I just also don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the worst offense in the world. I just like I felt a little icky listening to it. And again, like it is really well done. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it also because I have a lot of problems with like hypocritical things in music, like where one person will get in trouble for something and another person doesn't. So, for example, (laughs) and this is a weird example, but Post Malone has a song called literally called Jonestown. It's like an interlude on one of his albums. And when Sugar from BTS released his latest August D album, there was a an audio clip of it was Jim Jones, but he it was just like something edgy to put in, and not necessarily like the intent behind the song to make it look like you know that's not what he was trying to do. Also, I don't know that he knew who that was when he put this that in there. But what the line was not like something bad, you know, like there are a lot of Jim Jones audio that you would not use on anything because they're awful and disgusting. But that one was like a part of a prayer or something that he had recorded. So I I don't know. It's just like it's like a thing that, you know, one musician can do this, but then another can't. So I think that kind of falls in in there, I guess, to me, it shouldn't matter. It's because it's a cover, you know, it's just like, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think it's just a precedent that, you know, I would rather not be set, but I'm not in charge of those things. And it's not like I'm like, oh, my God, we need to cancel MGK because he covered this song that's kind of like problematic. But I just like I feel like there's a wide selection of <laughs> anthems from that time that you there know, are a lot of problematic MGK songs as there. No, 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 no. You know what I so mean? It's just like but I'm like, you know, I'm not yeah. I'm not trying to make a bigger deal out of it no. than it is. I just thought it was an interesting point for conversation just because No, I get what you mean. Like, well, and like, first of all, it is because is that is that an important thing? Like if if a, if an artist doesn't like that. And not doesn't like the song because they just got bored and don't like it, but like doesn't like it for a specific reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. But I also, I also feel that that song is an anthem for when you're mad at someone. Like you don't write that line when you're happy about it. Right. I just almost wish they just like modified the line a little bit to like give her that, and, you know, that room. yeah. But it's just it like. Is what it is. I don't know. I think you can, because the point is you say stuff when you're angry or fired up that you wouldn't normally say. And I don't think that that's necessarily. No. And like, I wouldn't have ever thought of the song in the negative light that she ended up regarding it in. And I mean, yeah. And that's her. I mean, it's her music. It's her prerogative. If she doesn't want to sing it, she doesn't have to. And I would never disagree with something like that. Like you do what feels right to you. But I also think there's a time and a place for something like that because I mean that's how you felt at the time and that's okay you're allowed to have that feeling even if it's garbage 
you're allowed to have that feeling, you know? Yeah. That's just... And I absolutely agree. It's interesting, though, because, you know, you point out, like, the the different standards that we have. Makeout almost got canceled a couple years ago for a similar similar line. It was in the song Secrets with the line, um, you blew it with your bullshit, you fucking whore. And people came at them for that song. So... Okay. I thought that was no. extreme. But... Well, like... <sighs> That's a fe- it's a feeling that you feel in the moment and you say that shit when you're mad. I don't understand why it has to be a cancel culture because you're writing your feelings. Just because you said that doesn't mean that that's how you actually feel. And like, I don't know. I And I mean, I understand that you also probably shouldn't say those things with when you're mad. But like music is, is an expression in and of itself. Like if we censor literally everything like that, then there would be no you can't say what you're actually feeling. It won't sound genuine. And I don't like that. I don't want it to be censored. I want you to be able to say whatever you want, as long as you're not like being a Nazi. Yeah, no, absolutely. I 1000% agree. Just to play devil's advocate, I I think the issue with this particular terminology is um, we're starting to have curse words again. Like there are certain words, like the R word. I think whore is becoming kind of one of them where it's just like, it's not acceptable by our... Our new culture standards. I just don't get why. I kind of, I do. Well, like, I don't get using it. Okay, but here's the thing. I don't curse at people typically. Right. So, like, when I'm, like, I'll say stuff, but I'm not cursing at someone. And I'm not calling anyone that, except, like, my friends. <laughs> I think the concept with whore is that it's it's degrading. Because the intended purpose of that word is to shame a woman for being sexually active or a sex worker, more traditionally. But, you know, it kind of it went on to become a little more liberal in that meaning. Yeah. Either way, shouldn't be shamed. Also, like, if I say that, it's a compliment. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not calling you that because I think that it's bad. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I, you I and I use things like that a lot differently. But it's it's the meaning. It's the meaning that you're if you're trying to hurt somebody with it, then you probably shouldn't say it. That's the problem. Right. I, and I mean, there will always be curse words. People are. I know. I just think it's interesting. The shift. Yes, like the, we we drop the R fucks. word is a like, big one. Yeah. Exactly. And I will not say it. And if anybody says it, I uh, don't like. Yeah. No, I don't like that. <laughs> Anyway, this conversation like really took off. <laughs> a weird, weird turn. But yeah, I just don't think that there should be as much censorship in lyricism. No, and that's that's not what I was on about at all. Believe me. Yeah, no, I know. That's just my Can- cancel people for their actions, not for their lyrics, please. Right. Yeah, my my issue is more so not that they used that word, but because they they decided to cover a song that the the artist herself like really disagrees with yeah and and from that standpoint i get it i just it's also like once it becomes a classic you have you no longer have right saying who else does whatever with it i mean no i don't think they did anything wrong by any stretch i was just like am i justified in feeling just a little icky i mean you can feel icky that's fine (laughs) you're allowed to have that feeling but the i yeah so To everyone out there, because I know that you wouldn't do this, but to everyone out there, you are allowed to feel icky about a song and not listen, but you can't judge other people for listening to the song and liking it. That's not allowed. Unless it's falling in reverse. 
or Nazis. Then you're allowed to listen to it and like it and then feel really, really yucky at yourself yeah. for liking it. You can feel yucky all you want about listening to Falling in a <laughs> Anyway, let's go on to new music before we like just completely derail here for another episode. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to say that my favorite this week, well, first of all, you know, that little bit of extra MGK that we got, but also... I really liked, uh, Mark Hoppus did a remix of Candy Coated Lies by Hot Milk, and I really liked it, but I just really like Hot Milk also. And Elohim dropped a song called Good Day, Bad Day. And Elohim is like, have you listened to her? No. Okay, it's like, I almost want to call it, like, vibe music. <laughs> I'm cool I with guess. that. I don't know, I like it. It's the new alternative. I don't know about that. Is that your list for today? Just the two songs? I mean, I'm not going to... They'll all be on the playlist. That's fair. That's I just fair. wanted to call out a few that I really liked. Okay, well, I have four. So okay. it's really got away from me this week, I guess. First one's called Failing on Purpose. It's a single by Arrows in Action, and I had never heard of them until they popped up on my release radar. You get people that aren't on your follow that pop up on your release radar? Maybe it was my Discovery Weekly. Okay. I don't keep track. Okay. I listen to what I listen to, and then I add it to my little running playlist. But yeah, it probably was my Discovery Weekly. Whatever. Anyway, really, really good up-and-coming pop-punk band. The second song is Shoulders by Mallrat Poolboy. They're an even smaller little underground pop-punk band that I'm now obsessed with after listening to one single. Then on the other end of the spectrum, Tokyo Hotel released a remix of Dirk Den Monsoon called Dirk Den Monsoon 2020. And honestly, it's nothing like super special, but I'm, like, I'm just I'm super happy that they're revisiting it at all. <laughs> <laughs> they can do no wrong in my eyes, regardless of what yeah. kind of like genre bending uh, or rather just like diverting they decide to do. Uh, and then finally, our friends over at Out of Time released their single Husky Fight, which we previewed, I think, two weeks ago on the podcast. So, yeah, that's exciting. And definitely go give it a stream for them. They've got a music video out for it, too. I should link it in the show notes. Definitely do. Yeah. It's good. Anyway, I think we've probably done enough talking for the two of us. Yeah, for right now, anyway. Maybe we should jump on over to the interview, talk about this BLM benefit for a bit, and then we will uh, we'll be back on our shit. On our bullshit. All the bullshit. Don't act like you've never seen the victims of our spoils lay in poverty and toil while we revel in the blue glow of our screens when it all ends will we clean up this mess or do it all again or we'll rest on our own okay so we're on with andrew holmes he's the lead vocalist for loser parade hey andrew hey Obviously, we're here to talk about the Silence is Violence compilation album that you've got going on benefiting the Black Lives Matter movement. But before we start, can you just tell us a little bit about Loser Parade? Sure. So Loser Parade is a power pop, pop punk band from Southern California formed in 2017. And we started actually playing and performing much more often in 2018. Um, We had our first EP come out in 2019 called Saying Goodbye. And... That's that's us. That's loser parade. I don't. I, I never know what to classify us as. Power pop, pop punk, four chord band. Like I, I honestly don't know. I play. I we play power chords real good. Punk. 
Yeah, you do. <laughs> so what prompted you to take on the uh, the compilation album? Like, what, what inspired this project? So when everything started, the riots and the protests started happening, our lead guitarist messaged me, and he said, we should try to use our platform as a voice. And I I love that idea. Our Our drummer is African-American, and we just wanted to push something forward. But rather than just using our platform, we wanted to include other bands that we have made connections with. And we, we felt like we could make a bigger impact with more than just our voices. And so that's, that's the main reason we just really wanted to try to do some good. We had seen that um, wiretap records was doing some compilation albums featuring their artists. And basically we just said, well, why can't we, why can't we put something together? So that's why. So that's been a long time in the making then. Uh, yeah, it's been a few months. We've been talking with a bunch of different bands, and it's been a lot of emailing back and forth and a lot of paperwork and stuff going through different management and different things because we wanted to release it on all um, media platforms, not just like Bandcamp. So to get it like on Spotify and get it possibly a physical release, it takes a lot more groundwork than if we were just to throw it up somewhere else. Oh, for sure. Now, as far as like generating proceeds goes, are, are you taking donations, pre-orders? What's the deal with that? So we are going to be once once we officially announce it, which will we will be officially announcing it the day that this goes live. We will be taking orders for a minimum of at least five dollars. Um, people can pay whatever they want past that, but yes, that's we are going to be doing pre-orders on Bandcamp iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. At least that's the tentative plan. Oh, fantastic. So you guys chose the Marshall Project and Campaign Zero as targets for the proceeds. Uh, what went into the thought process uh, when it came to that selection? Sure. So full transparency, when I, full came, when I first, we started discussing this idea, I asked my wife, who it, at the time was a lot more verse in everything that was happening. I said, hey, what would be a good, you know, a good starting point. She had suggested the NACCP. And after doing some research and talking it over with some other bands, they brought me to this link tree, which had a bunch of different websites that are directly um, helping out the movement that could actually use the money a little bit more effectively. And so we, we narrowed it down to these two projects and basically just said, fuck it, let's try to raise money for both. Like, I think it's a good idea to try to aspire to make enough money to actually send both. So that's that's kind of the the game plan is like, well, if we can, we should. Right. Are there any specific goals that you have as far as uh, proceeds go or? No, just just because like I don't I don't want to go into it thinking like if we don't raise a certain amount of money, it's a failure or anything like that. Like. At the end of the day, anyone who's listening to the album, whether it be on Spotify or anyone who buys the album, like it's it's getting a certain message out there, and that that's what's more important. Like, is my I want to raise as much money as possible, but I don't want anyone to th- look at this as any sort of failure at any point. So. Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't think you really could, but I, I get where you're coming from. As far as uh, you know, the actual collaboration process goes, was it relatively easy to get people? 
on board with it? I assume, you know, everybody's kind of trying to do their part right now. Yeah, so it, it, it was easier than I expected. We've, Loser Parade has always done a really good job since we've started at booking shows and keeping bands within our circle. We always try, whenever we book a show, I always kind of have a personal mentality that I at least want to book one new band per show. So I can, I don't mean new as in they just started. I mean new as in we haven't played with them before, just so we can both expand our circle and their circle. Because at the end of the day, the music industry is a lot about connections and a lot about helping prop each other up. Oh, 1,000%. Exactly. So when I was looking through different bands that we had played with or friends or whatever the case may be, it was actually pretty easy for the most part on a local level. Um, We had some shots and misses at some uh, higher, you know, I I don't know what the phrase, more famous bands, I guess, is the best term. But at the end of the day, I'm super proud of everybody who is on the comp, and I think it's fucking full of bangers, so. You should let us know who rejected so that we can blacklist them. Sure. I, I can, I can, uh. Just send me the emails. On. I can, uh, let's see. Is there any? Is I mean, you don't have to. I'm joking, but I mean, feel free. You know what? Just because sure. she's a good friend of ours. Uh, I'll just give you one playful one. Tiny Stills, Kaylin, you, she said no to us, but that's because she was going to be on a comp that released the next week. Oh, <laughs> justified, I guess, but... Yeah, fucking throw her under the smallest bus possible. <laughs> throw her under the bus with justification. Yeah. <laughs> so what names can we expect to see credited? So we... We don't want to announce every single person, but I'll, yeah, I will give you sure. guys some of the big ones. Um, one of the, the biggest one in my eyes is Jack O'Shea. He's the lead guitar player from Bayside, which is a gigantic band in the scene, um, mm-hmm. kind of industry veterans. We, we got the opportunity to open for them last December, and he... Seemed to dig our music, and we talked to him after the show. He was really nice, and once I approached him with the project, he just instantly said yes. He was he was in, so that's been a a blessing. Some of the other ones you can expect are in case we crash from Canada. Super super good guys. Um, the Megas, which is a big, very specific but very big band. They make music about the video game Mega Man, um, but oh, they're funny. like gigantic in that scene, like hundreds of thousands of streams and it they're amazing God. um so there's just a little teaser i guess oh and loser parade we're confirmed um <laughs> i figured you probably would be but good to know <laughs> yeah we we had to lower the bar at least a little bit so Stop. <laughs> that's our branding come on i know it is i know and that's the only reason i'm not gonna yell at you because it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> So are we getting any new songs, or are these all selections from pre-existing discographies? So we are getting two new songs on on the album. We are getting a new song from us, um, and we are getting a new song from, I guess this is another announcement, from the Title Babes, which is a, like, dirty surf pop rock band from Southern California. They gave us an exclusive song. Um, there were some other bands that wanted to give us new original content, but just the timing of everything didn't quite work out. They, you know, and that's that's completely fine. Um, everybody that submitted something, it's it's been the songs are great. So. Oh, I can't wait. So, 
what's the best thing so far to come out of this for you as far as interacting with all of these people and putting together this album anything that you've learned been inspired whatever honestly just like being able to communicate with other bands and actually do that like I'm sure you guys have been to a show, even on the local level, and there's a band who's just, like, completely standoffish. And it, it just doesn't... It it gets nowhere. It gets nowhere to anyone. Um, but on a personal level, being able to just say I, I'm on the same track list as, as Jack from Bayside is just kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, you know, that's it's really cool. It, it is. Like, it's... We're... I, I believe we're the smallest band on the compilation in terms of like social media presence and things. Not that that's everything, but it's just so cool to be able to be able to actually put out a release with some bands that we really look up to and some bands that inspire us and things like that. So. Well, it really goes, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Especially for such a good cause. Like that's awesome. Yeah, it is. You know, we've, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a somewhat, I don't find it controversial, but there are other people out there are people out there who see this as a controversial thing and not everybody's going to agree with it, but it's important to everybody who's on there that we're that we're making a, a stand, if you will. Oh, for sure. We're so excited to have you. Stormy was so stoked when I told her about it. Yes. I asked her, I was like, hey, do you think we should do this? She's like, yes. Awesome. Absolutely. So when when can we listen to this album? What's the release date? Uh, no set in stone release date as of yet, um, just because we are still working with a bigger record label to possibly release a physical um, uh, without giving any names or type. They're talking about releasing it exclusively on cassette. Cool. So we're until we can either get that finalized either way, we don't want to put a date on it just because like when it comes to physically shipping something, you never know. Yeah, um, but sooner than later, I'll just I'll just say that. All right, well, keep me posted. I can always throw it up on social media after the fact or amend it to the podcast because that's easy <laughs> as well. So before we let you go, can you just shout out your socials for us? And I guess the socials for the band as well. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to follow Loser Parade and anything we're up to, just at Loser Parade Official with underscores in between. Um, we'll be posting updates regarding the comp or regarding whatever. Um there's no shows going on right now, so, you know, uh, we have new music coming out sometime in 2021, like a full album, but until then, we're just going to be focusing on that, and hope hope you all enjoy it when it comes out. God, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I uh, Thank you for having me on. Oh, of course. Of course. You have a great night. You too. We don't deserve it. went to me and Lux's chat and the last thing she sent me was a meme about a dog traveling more than 100 kilometers to bite its owner after being abandoned. Oh, yeah. And then it's me with a laughing face and then it says worth the revenge. That was from the 27th of September. And today it's just a message and says, I know you got to be obsessing over corpse right now too, right? 
And I'm kind of confused. Because <laughs> um, I don't know what corpse I'm supposed to be obsessing over. Genuinely don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'm I'm very I'm I said I said what? Um so hopefully oh, hold on. We're we're about to find out. <laughs> I feel like this should be easily explained. Well, I'm assuming it's a link of some sort. But the fact that I was supposed to know what was happening is confusing to me. So I missed some news somewhere. I'm assuming that it either has to do with MGK, Chase, Black Bear, or Goody Grace. E-girls are ruining my life. Oh, dear. Did you hear any of that? Yeah, but I mean, we're going to have to cut it. Yeah, I'll listen to that later when I'm by myself. I <laughs> uh, was not prepared. I'm going to go ahead and assume it was a TikTok sound. Yeah, it had to have been. But she sent me the whole song, so... Interesting. So it's uh, E-Girls Are Ruining My Life by Corpse. There's pictures. Oh, no. He has a Yu-Gi-Oh card in his hand. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, I just assumed it was going to be like gore porn. No. No, it was... Uh, it's It's just... Uh, I gotta continue that conversation later. It's getting inappropriate. It's fine. <laughs> what an inappropriate conversation with you and Lux. It happens a lot. Yeah, no kidding. Sometimes about anime boys. Oh, it's almost anyway, as bad as you and I talking about the uh, the Disney characters we found most hot. Listen, it's not my fault that Kovu is attractive. They shouldn't have done that to a lion. It's not my fault that they made a lion emo and I liked it. Okay, this is getting out of hand. Again, it's almost like that's our style. Every time. Every time. I feel like we should probably say that we've got an interview ourselves coming up this week. Oh, yeah. It'll be tomorrow when this comes out. Yeah. So the day after this is released, our interview with the 8020 show will also be released. So I will link that as soon as it comes out. Yeah. Go listen to us talk about ourselves, which wasn't awkward at all. Oh, not awkward at all. It's funny. Like, you think that we'd be more prepared being on the other side of this? Oh, we were so freaking nervous. That w- This is a better line of conversation than what we were just doing. Um, <laughs> oh, for sure. I have never, nobody has ever just asked me questions like that unless it was like a really weird date and that I pretended like I threw up so that I would have to go home. <laughs> well, one time I actually threw up so I'd have to go home, which was... Uh, fun but point of the story i was very nervous oh me too i mean we're not used to being super unscripted i mean you know when it's just the two of us doing our segments it's just like we're talking to each other right yeah so it's it we don't need a script because we're just like having a conversation together like we would normally would right and then when we have the bands on we've got questions for guidance should we ever hit a point where we if it can't, gets awkward yeah if we can't <laughs> proceed with the conversation we just move on to the next point so it's like it's a safety net that you don't have when you're just thrown into the uh, the opposite side of it yeah it's somebody else's job to do that that said mike was amazing and I kind of feel like we were best friends before we even started the interview, so... Well, we bonded immediately over nerd shit, and then, yeah, right. so... How long did we end up talking to him? I think it was two and a half hours. It was a really long time. <laughs> we, I mean, we were on that call for a while, and that, I mean, our interview was nowhere near that long. But yeah, he's, he's a super awesome guy, so go ahead and check out his show in general. Uh, he's talking to all sorts of different industry professionals. and Yeah, Kevin Lyman's on the second episode. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting, unique approach for a podcast. 
you know, with the music industry, usually spotlighting the people that are, you know, front and center, the artists, which like, like for obvious reasons, yeah. you know, we're, we're paying attention to the people that are making us the content that is bringing us all together. But it's, it's just super refreshing to hear some perspectives from the people that drive the industry forward and, you know, support all the artists we know and love. Yeah. And we've talked about wanting to do some a little bit of that, um, too. We just haven't connected with those people yet. Well, we will be having Mike on in November. Yes. And I've got a few more tricks up my sleeve. My goal, and we'll see the way that it actually evens out, because obviously, like, I want to stay on top of new releases and everything and let people promote what they need to promote. So we'll just see how the dates all work out. But my goal going forward is to have... One industry professional episode for every three or four artists that we have on here. Yeah, I would like that. Right, me too. But we'll see. And, you know, that's not always going to be the big wigs, like, you know, the record label owners or... Yeah, we got lucky with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like, sometimes it... I don't know. I don't want to get too into what I have planned, you know, without having interviews recorded yet. Actual, yeah. But we've got some stuff coming. In the meantime, definitely go check out Mike's podcast because it's it's an absolute joy and I'm I'm really yeah, excited stellar. to have participated in it. And what else was I gonna say about that? I had one more point that I was gonna make. Oh no, I've never felt more bad about asking people about their favorite bands or their favorite venues or like shows that they've been to than after doing that interview because as soon as he asked us what our favorite like local shows were, we both <laughs> we were just froze. like um, well, I don't have any, so... Yeah, you don't really have venues for that. Um, I mean, we have local shows and stuff, but they're all in bars. Um, and most of them are not, like, like original music, which is the what I want, you know? We'll have a few that, like, usually, like, acoustic sets or something. Oh, I should have called out Lindsay Williams. Hmm? Okay, I'm doing it right now. Yeah, do it right now. Lindsay Williams is one of the coolest musicians that I've ever seen play live. He He's a... He does, he's just on stage by himself. He's got his guitar and a looper and like his setup. And he's amazing. He plays, um, The Wall by Pink Floyd all on his guitar. He makes the helicopter noises. The, there's like beats and stuff. I don't know. It's so cool. It's so cool. Well, then while we're at it, I'll call out one of our local bands, which is Mojo Bozo's Electric Circus. They do this kind of like, gothy prog rock kind of psychedelic thing that i am obsessed with and i've never been to one of their shows but crashing atlas as well as like one of my hometown faves so we'll shout yeah, them out now because we just my, fucking uh, failed town um <laughs> bands are uh at least the ones i remember are no longer doing things yeah well we also are in this interesting position where we didn't really start getting involved in the local music scene until about a year ago I mean, I was when I was younger. Right. But I mean, like, in the way that we are now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't involved in the things that we cover until last summer, last fall. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I was kind of broke at the time. And by the time I actually had money to go out to shows again, everything was shut down. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying our best, guys. We're we're doing our best. But if you want to see us continue to uplift underground artists that we may have seen may have not seen who really fucking cares you can follow us on our socials stormy do you want to shout them out because uh yeah i don't even remember uh, them off the top of my head <laughs> 
So if you want to find us on Instagram or Twitter, we are at I'm Not Okay Pod. If you want to find us on Facebook, it's I'm Not Okay Podcast. You can email us at I'm Not Okay Pod at gmail.com. And you can find uh, all of our episodes on I'm Not Okay Podcast. Dot simplecast.com. As always, if you enjoyed the show today, please, please, please give us a subscription. Leave us a rating and review. It really helps our standings on the charts. Yeah, and uh, tell your friends. Please. Tell them to come hang out with us. Hey, we've got a new group, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we started a new Facebook group called Alternative Music Discovery. I'm trying to be very active in there, posting links to new songs as I find them. So if you really want to engage in getting music recommendations real time if you want to you know have a stomping grounds to share your band if you want to network with other musicians or other music fans or even just like engage in conversations with us go ahead and uh join the alternative music discovery group because i'm i'm really really trying with this one guys that one (laughs) will be elena's baby because uh i don't use facebook anymore i only use it on desktop but i'm on desktop all the time so well, I'm on desktop all the time, but uh, I be playing games and watching Netflix. I'm not on Facebook. Fair, fair. Facebook makes me sad. So I should say, if you want to engage with me, come on on the group. Yeah. And then I'll just be on Instagram and TikTok. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Let's share your Instagram yeah. and TikTok. If you, if you want to find me, though, uh, I'm at Slummy Thomas on Instagram and TikTok and at Slummy underscore Thomas on Twitter. I am Brashbat on Instagram. And just so you guys know, all of these are linked in the show notes. Along with that now, we've got our new running playlist. So go ahead, give it a follow, and you'll be up to date on all the music that we talk about every single week. If you're listening to these episodes retroactively, you'll be able to find them on standalone playlists labeled by the episode numbers. And this week as well, we're going to include the links to the Marshall Project and Campaign Zero so that if you guys want to donate directly to those benefits, you can go ahead and do so. Yeah, they really are doing a lot to help this black life matter movement and it's it's really really important guys like yeah absolutely they're working very hard to make things better for people of color in this country and they have been systematically put into a lower place than us white folks and that's just not okay it needs to change so hard agree so please 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 consider donating and i'm sorry that i'm not super articulate i am not the one to speak on this i just think that there are people that you should listen to that aren't me because their stories are important and they uh they're trying to make good we should use our place of privilege to support people that need it one thousand percent all i know is that i love people and i want everybody to be able to not be scared of stuff and it makes me real sad hard that there are people that have to be fucking scared all the time i don't like it donate Please.